Welcome to Dynamic on the Daily, your everyday guide to health, fitness, and balanced living. Jema and Megan deliver a relatable and practical guide to living dynamically, inspiring you to take effective and motivated action to live your healthiest, happiest, most balanced life. Now, here are your hosts, Jema Oliver and Megan Hanawald. Hi, and welcome to Dynamic on the Daily, your everyday guide to health, fitness, and balanced living. This is your relatable and practical guide to living dynamically, which means we inspire our listener base to take effective and motivated action to live their healthiest, happiest, and most balanced lives. And welcome to episode two. Before we start episode two, We would like you to go back and listen to episode one if this is your first time listening with us to get to know who we are and what the direction of this podcast really is all about. Okay, so I'm Jama, and uh, that little sound that you probably just heard is Tyler. That's our um, tiny dachshund that is always in in the studio with us. He's my little shadow, so if you hear any random dog noises, snuffles, snorts, or fingernails on a hardwood floor. That's that's Tyler. <laughs> so episode two is all about motivation, discipline, and mindset. So one of the questions that I get all the time is, so how do I get motivated to work out? People always want to know, how do, how do you stay motivated? How do you get motivated? How can I get motivated? And my really mean tough love answer is you don't. You get discipline. Um, and, and that seems kind of harsh, but it's, it's the reality of it. Um, you're never always going to be motivated. Most of the time, I am not motivated. I don't get super excited to go work out. Uh, I know how great I'm going to feel after, and that kind of helps get me going, but it's not motivation, man. It is discipline. So how did I get there? How did I, I figure out this difference between motivation and self-discipline? Um, we're going to go way back to um, growing up in the 80s as a girl with ADHD. Um, of course, this was the 80s. We, we didn't know what ADHD was back then. And especially in girls, um, I was just obnoxious. <laughs> I was wiggly and I got in trouble all the time because like I would kick my little feet in my desk and I would not stop talking. I know that that's really shocking, um, but I talked nonstop all the time. Um, and the really interesting thing about ADHD, especially in girls, is that we we compensate, we make it work. Um, in boys, they tend to act out and, um, are very physical and active. Um, girls, we act in. And so all of this, um, chaos that was going on inside my head that made the outside world seem, um, slow and uninteresting and yet at the same time overwhelming. Um, I, brought it in and I thought, okay, so there's something wrong with me. And so let's figure out how to fix it. Um, one of the things about ADHD is that you hyper-focus. So I can get really, really motivated and really, really focused on, on this one thing. And I can't think about anything else. My mom used to call it getting a bee in my bonnet. 
Um, cause it happened all the time when I was growing up, I would just get really, really into something and it was all that I could think about. And I would drive my mom crazy about it. And she'd be like, my goodness, how did you get this bee in your bonnet? And so I would focus on this one thing. I would focus on this bee in my bonnet and I couldn't break away to do anything else. Um, no matter what it was, if it was learning how to do a cartwheel or, um, whatever it may be. I couldn't break away. I couldn't motivate myself to do anything else, which led to anxiety and depression and eventually drug abuse and, and alcoholism because, you know, when when your brain is, is so active and so crazy, if you'll forgive the term, um, and it won't ever slow down, you got to find a way to, to deal with that. And for me, it was numb it. Um, just numb it with drugs or with alcohol or whatever, and just like make it stop. So in the short term, it seemed to make me feel better in the long term. Of course it made things worse. And so over the years, um, I took a lot of time trying to figure out how do I organize my life? How do I, um, stay motivated stay engaged in things because that's another thing about hyperfocus is you hyperfocus on it for a while and then once you lose interest you're done. Um I have a really hard time completing tasks because the motivation goes away. And I think that that's something that's common with everybody not just with somebody with ADHD is you know you get excited about something it's it's the um the the new year's resolution. You know, you get really really excited about it, you get really focused on it, you get motivated to do it and you go and you do it and then that motivation goes away and you just quit. And so as an adult, it became kind of a, a, a mission for me to figure out how do I hold on to that motivation? How do I, I pick a task that I'm really excited about and I get focused on it? What do I do when the focus goes away, when the motivation goes away? So I started reading and I found that motivation isn't the answer, that I, I, was, I was chasing the wrong thing. I was chasing um, a feeling that doesn't last. And the switch is that I don't need to be searching for motivation. I need to be working on being disciplined. Um, so the difference between motivation and discipline is really important. Motivation is your incentive or your drive. Um, and a lot of times that'll go away. Discipline is the ability to pursue what is right. And that's like a muscle. I mean, we're in fitness. We know what it, what it means to to work your muscles, to grow your strength, to be able to, um, to take little baby steps to make things build and get stronger and eventually get a little easier. And it's this same idea with discipline. I found this really, um, cool quote from Deep Patel. He says, people with a higher degree of self-control spend less time debating whether to indulge in behaviors that are detrimental to their health and are able to make positive decisions more easily. They don't let impulses or feelings dictate their choices. Instead, they make level-headed decisions. As a result, they tend to feel more satisfied with their lives. That was That's a kicker for me, is it's, it's not about how I feel today. I mean, let's back up. When have you ever felt really excited and motivated to clean your bathroom? Never. So why do you clean your bathroom? Because you have to. Because you have to. You're disciplined. 
I, I mean, I have four sons, so cleaning my bathroom is um, really important, and it is a daily task. And so instead of, and I, this is a real-life example, I used to just wait until the bathroom was so nasty that the motivation hit to clean it. I would just be like, I can't take it anymore, and I would be motivated to clean the bathroom. Instead of doing that, I now, I clean it every day. I get up. I, um, of course, I check Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the news, check my email. I do Seven all of hours things. later. Seven hours later. <laughs> um, I, I uh, brush my teeth. I put in my contacts. I take a shower most days. Um, part of that routine is I swish and swipe the bathroom. I've got my glass cleaner. I've got my bleach spray. I've got my toilet brush. And I go through and I spray everything down. I wipe it down real quick. I swish the toilet. I'm done. It's discipline. I was it is a, say. It is a daily discipline, just like brushing my teeth or taking a shower or, you know, checking my email. It's a daily discipline. <laughs> By the way, that little interruption, of course, was one of my children. And we're just going to roll with it because, guys, this is real life. Um, it's the same with fitness, with eating healthy, with not drinking. Um, you guys, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier on, but I am sober now, a little over two years sober. And it is a, it's a daily discipline of not drinking. I'm not motivated to stay sober, um, all the time. Most of the time I am, but it's a daily discipline of just getting up. And as long as I don't take that first drink, I'm all good. I escaped. And so when I finally got super sick and tired of being hungover all the time and, um, and then I realized that I probably had a drinking problem um, and I decided to quit drinking, I didn't tell anybody. I just woke up on um, January 1st, 2018 and said, okay, I'm done. I'm done drinking. And that was it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't, I didn't really do anything about it. I just thought, okay, so I'm... I'm not going to drink for, I can't remember what my first decision was. I'm not going to drink for a month. That seemed doable. Um, and every day, I won't say that it got easier, but it got more attainable. I thought, okay, so I made it through this day and I didn't drink. That was pretty cool. And then I went through the next day and I thought, okay, well, I made it through this day and I didn't drink. And then I felt strong enough to tell just a couple of people, you know what? I think, I, I think I'm going to quit drinking. I think I've quit drinking. Um, another big shift was being able to say that I was an alcoholic. Um, for me, alcoholics drank all day, every day, and couldn't hold down a job. Even functional alcoholics. I still had this, this notion of like, well, these are the people that just can't ever stop drinking. And I can stop drinking for a while. It's just that once I take a drink, once I have that first drink, I can't quit. And it took me a little time before I thought, okay, well, that's a problem too. I could call myself a problem drinker. Um, and then I shifted to, okay, I really do think that I'm an alcoholic. Um, accountability became a, a huge part of that. Um, telling my husband that I had a drinking problem and that um, I had decided to do something about it. And then really thinking about what's my motivation for not drinking? What am I going to do when that motivation goes away? And what's the difference between 
um, being motivated, staying motivated and actually being successful in this. And that's what really led me into the shift in mindset between motivation and discipline. Um, there are days where I'm not very motivated to be sober, but every single day I am disciplined to stay sober. Um, it's just a decision that I made. It's a, it's a decision that, um, it's not who I am anymore. I'm not a drinker anymore. And it was that change in mindset, which I think Megan is going to, is going to lead into where I thought of myself as either, um, someone who could drink and get it under control at some point, um, to, okay, I'm an alcoholic. I really can't handle my booze to I'm sober. Drinking is not something that I do anymore. It makes the decision so easy in the same way. When you shift that mindset from, you know, I'm fat, I'm a couch potato. I I love, I'd hate to throw you under the bus here, but I love cookies. That's just who I am. I just eat cookies all the time Um, to, you know what? I'm an athlete or I'm really strong or, I don't really like cookies as much as I thought I did. I mean, that's a dumb thing to say because, of course, cookies are fabulous. But you can see what I'm getting at. Um, You have to just change your perception about willpower. If you think that you have a limited amount of discipline, if you think that you have to be motivated to do something, then you're not going to surpass that. You're not going to be able to get up every single day and say, you know what, I'm going to go work out because you're not going to be motivated. Instead, get up every single day and say, I'm going to go work out because that's who I am and that's what I do. It's just that very, um, it's, a, it's a tiny shift in thinking between I have to feel a certain way to know this is what I do. Um, and it's that difference between feeling fixed and being able to grow. Exactly. And so all the things you've talked about Um, especially about being intentional in your thoughts and being super intentional in your dedication, your discipline, you're saying, all right, okay, um, this is not a choice. This is something that I am going to do. And listening to Jama's story about how she transitioned from, you know, I can handle my booze. I can I can take control of this whenever I want to, to realizing that, okay, I do have a problem, to just getting up one day and saying, all right, there we go, I'm done. That is being intentional and really taking time to slow down and to think and to come up with a plan. And that is something that with our lives right now being as fast as they are with 20 different things on your phone to distract you every time you pick up your phone. I mean, I don't know how many times in the last couple of weeks I've picked up my phone to make a phone call and there's a notification on Messenger or, oh, look, there's a text I didn't notice or, oh, I wonder what the weather is. So we have so many distractions in our lives that really keep us from being intentional, from slowing down to think about what we need to do to become more driven, more focused in on what our goals are because we all have the goals. Like Jama mentioned New Year's resolutions. Oh, how many New Year's resolutions have we made that have just gone down in the tubes by February 15th? 
Oh, I quit drinking like, you know, 15 times over my life before. Right? It stuck. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so it is telling yourself that you can do this and not getting caught in the stories that we tell ourselves of who we are and what we just can't do. And this is where I want to introduce the idea of the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Now, this is work that was mainly pioneered by Carol Dweck, who is a world-renowned Stanford University psychologist. And what she discusses in a fixed mindset versus the growth mindset theories is that If you are living in the world of a fixed mindset, that you have already determined certain things about yourself, and this is just the way you are, that you believe that your qualities are carved in stone and that you simply are a certain way. And if there is a challenge to that certain way that you perceive yourself, well, okay, well, I guess... I guess I'm addicted to cookies, so I'm going to have to eat all these cookies, right? So that's just maybe a little personal <laughs> a personal addition there because um, I do love cookies way cookies too much. Cookies are great. I know. They're great, right? Um, but that is basically a fixed mindset, and I'm going to go in later and, and talk a little bit about why fixed mindsets can be really destructive. And then on the sunny side, there's the growth mindset. And the growth mindset is where you believe that your basic qualities can be cultivated through your efforts. So whereas you think I have no willpower in the fixed mindset, in the growth mindset, you say, okay, I can do this. I can make some changes and I can give in some focused efforts and maybe change this. And basically, although everybody's base talents and aptitudes are different, everyone can change through application and experience. So I'm not saying that everyone can do everything because let's face it, not everyone can do everything because of whatever limitations there are in their lives. But gosh darn it, you can try and you can try to make yourself better. You can try to go for that bigger goal because in the end, if you fail, you're going to learn something from it and you're going to learn how to push forward. And with the growth mindset, it's just that you have potential and it's unknown. There's your potential is unknown. So why not Go for it. But then we go to the dark side of the fixed mindset. And the fixed mindset thinks, well, if I fail, then I've just proven myself right. Okay? If I fail and I try not to eat those cookies, but I next thing I know I'm halfway through the box, well, there we go. I'm just a failure. And guess what you're doing is you are just repurposing that story to keep on living that story that you have. So the fixed mindset is also going to limit you in your motivation. 
it's going to limit you in how far you come because if you try to do something and you fail, then you're a loser. You're such an idiot. Why did you even try? Okay? And that's the thing. People stop trying because they have convinced themselves that they can't do it because they've tried, but they've tried within the realm of the fixed mindset. Because when you are living in a fixed mindset, you are always trying to prove, but you're not living in looking at how you can improve. And so in this fixed mindset, you're going to start, well, why even try? If I am not a straight A student, why even try? I'm a B student. Okay, so why am I even going to try this? Because I'm going to fail and I'm going to feel like an idiot. So you know what? I'm just not going to study and I'm just going to binge watch my favorite show on Netflix. Because when I get frustrated, that's what I'm going to go do because it's numbing. Hmm. It's something that takes you away from your failures, from what you believe are your failures and where you think you can't go anywhere. So there's so many downward spirals with the fixed mindset. Whereas if you approach something with the growth mindset where you think, all right, I can at least try and I can make myself better, you're going to see failure as something to help you move forward. Because when you fail with the growth mindset, you take a step back and instead of slamming the door on your efforts that failed, you look and you say, all right, well, what can I do better? Where, why did I fail? And what can I do better? And, you know, when you have a plan and you already have a plan for your failures because you know you want to get better, then you are already two steps ahead of that fixed mindset with when it comes to failure you just back it right up. You're like, okay, up, done, not doing that again because that hurt. That hurt my pride and my ego because my pride and my ego are so fragile because I already have really low self-esteem about these certain things about myself. But the growth mindset, you can always try again because there is a next time in the growth mindset. It's just, how am I going to do it differently? You know, and it's that way when I was coaching high school rowing, um, whether we won or we lost in a regatta, we would say, okay, guys, what went wrong? What could we do better? Where, what are we going to learn from this experience? And so I had a, uh, one of my best friend is a, a track and cross country coach mm-hmm. and she um, used to coach me uh, when I was road racing. And I will never forget, I had this 5K where I had a goal and I didn't hit it. And when I crossed that finish line, I was furious and I cried and she grabbed me and she said, you have two minutes to go over there and cry and get it out of your system. And then I want you right back here so we can decide what we do next. And I just kind of snapped to attention like, oh, so this race doesn't define me. It's a learning opportunity. It's a, okay, so what do we do better next time? There you go. Exactly. And, and those are such coachable moments. Um, and 
I didn't realize this back then. You know, I, I wasn't a life coach. I wasn't studying and, and um, sorry, Jamie just discovered her <laughs> lost pen. <laughs> hey, I've been looking for that pen for like 10 minutes. Now I finally found it. All right. Anyway, so you weren't a life coach yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I didn't know what exactly I was instilling in my girls, as I called them. And yourself? Um, yeah, but um, but it's 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 the look towards the future. If you didn't do, if you didn't achieve the goal, how can you make it better? And you know, when you were telling that story, Jama, about that race and how you just lost it and you were so angry and and you weren't even looking forward. And we would have um, what we call erg tests, the indoor rowing machine, the concept two. Um, which is the training tool through the winter when you're not able to go out in the water and a big mental test. I know maybe a lot of CrossFitters out there do 2Ks, 2,000 meters or even 5,000 meters, but it is a very mental exercise. And the whole time you are working as hard as you can for a time of, depending, you know, if you're a high school girl, anywhere from seven and a half minutes to 10 minutes, is the range that it could take you to do 2,000 meters. And you're watching your progress right in front of you. And depending on your fixed mindset or your growth mindset, those numbers are going to scream different things at you. If you're in a fixed mindset, those numbers are going to scream, all right, you're awesome, you're awesome, you're doing great. But then if you start to, when you start to get tired, because you are, they start to go down and you start to get slower those numbers are going to start screaming at you. You're such a loser. You suck. What's wrong with you? Exactly. Why are you, you, you suck is what those numbers start to yell at you. And, and so I came up with a tool and I use this tool in every race I do, whether it's a full uh, sorry, a half Ironman, or whether it is a sprint triathlon, whether it is um, something on the indoor rower, is I give myself three goals, okay? So that when that voice starts to come in, if the first goal, okay, my gold medal goal is a personal best, all right? That PR, that thing that we're chasing, that improvement. The silver medal level is... Let's just try to get somewhere near your last one. All right, let's do what you know you're capable of and let's push for that. Plus, you know, minus five seconds, minus two seconds right on it. Of course, a plus would be a personal best, but then there's the bronze level, okay? Finish it, just finish it. That in itself is an accomplishment. When you are having all that negative self-talk, finishing it, is a little bit of a sun on the horizon because you didn't completely fail. And that is, is one of the biggest things because you can, you can just say, all right, well, at least I finished it. Because at that point, finishing it is in itself a feat. And you did it. And that's the way we can take this into all of our tasks that we do every single day. So we might not kick ass at that report that we were supposed to finish, but all right, did it hit all of the tasks that you were assigned? Yes. Was it as creative as you wanted it to be and initially set out for it to be? Maybe not. Is it finished? Yes. Okay. So this is where 
you can take a few steps back and say, all right, if it wasn't my best, was it somewhere around what I know I can produce? And if you're still disappointed, did you do it? Yes, you did. And even workouts. So even if you are in your basement trying to do a workout or you go to any sort of class at your gym and you might not be feeling like it's your best day. And, and with athletics, we're all going to have days where we just don't have it. Um, but also in life, oh my gosh, as a mom, there are days when you just don't have it. And Jama's over there like practically falling off her chair. Oh my gosh, just make it to nap time. Just If I could just make it to nap time, it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... So if you give yourself a little bit of grace here, then you can at least get it done. And, you know, this is a tangent I go off with, um, with moms and a, a ride I recently did that's wildly popular with, with the moms at Echelon and it's called Mama Made of Steel. I did that one this week. Yeah, I know you did. And one of the things I say is, you know, your kids have a roof over their head. They're fed they have clothes, you're doing a good job. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you are responsible for and you're getting it done. All right. Now all the other baking cookies and, and craft projects, exactly craft projects and all these wonderful things. All right. That's like your gold medal. But so many people think that that's where they need to be achieving every single minute of every single day and that's exhausting and that's not reality people come on reality you know one of the things I tell my kids when it comes to schoolwork Mm -hmm. is done is better than perfect if you get hung up on it's got to be perfect you're likely to just not even start Mm. but just get it done just finish just get your bronze Yes. And a lot of times you're going to end up better than bronze, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't need to necessarily be your goal. Done is better than perfect. Just do it. Just get it done. Exactly. You know, I love it. Look, we're like all motivating each other. I know. I love it. But, you know, so getting back to the fixed mindset, um, in the fixed mindset, you're always trying to prove something because you feel like you're going to be a failure. So, or, or you just don't think that you can do certain things. You believe that qualities are carved in stone. So you think that you have to be, if you're going to do something, you want to be flawless. And this is, this is why I brought this up is, you know, your kids want something to be perfect. So they're going to get stuck on something. And, and just like so many of us, we want something to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, and if you're in that fixed mindset, you're very likely going to give up because you're expecting something to be great and it's not. So a lot of people just give up and that's just exhausting to expect greatness all the time. And so, and and when you're trying to prove something, when you're trying to be perfect, subconsciously, inwardly, you're actually focusing on what you think you're not. So when you're trying to be out there and you're trying to to act a certain way, you're trying to be um, this really smart person and and prove to people that that you got it going on, 
Well, guess what? That whole time that you're trying to prove that you got it going on, subconsciously, you are focused on the fact that you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. That and you don't have it going on. <laughs> exactly. That you don't have it going on. But, oh, 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 got to keep up that appearance that I have it going on. And that is exhausting. That is absolutely exhausting. And what you're doing is inwardly, you're actually feeding that insecurity every time you try to act the part. So if you switch over to that growth mindset, you are giving yourself permission to fail. Because when you fail, there's something to be learned. And when you give yourself the permission to fail, and you give yourself the permission to not be perfect, then you're going to accept it that, okay, listen, y'all, we are all learning. Life is a constant classroom. You're always learning. You're always getting smacked down. But it's what are you going to do with that smackdown? You're going to pick yourself up? Or are you going to wallow and dwell in who you think you are? And you know, Jama was talking about her personal experience and and in my life there was one moment where I realized once again before I did all of this studying and reading um, is that I I was in a divorce situation where my husband left me for another woman and I was crushed. I was absolutely crushed and of course I was left questioning who I was as a woman, was I desirable, what did I do wrong, what does this other person have that I didn't have, and I found myself just questioning, 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 and focusing on all of the things that were wrong about me that maybe I knew, and some of the things that I didn't know that I was starting to believe about myself, okay? Oh, well, look at her, she's really fit, and she's got a set of six-pack abs. Well, I don't. God, I'm so fat. I am so undesirable. So I started telling myself all these stories um, about myself. And and I remember a distinct moment, you know, after a couple weeks of literally not eating and drinking a lot of wine and um, popping Valium like it was candy. Uh, I, I, had, I had a realization. And I was like, wait a minute. I have control over this. So I can make, I can go two ways. I can make two decisions. I can decide to be really bitter, really angry, really sad, just wallow in all of these feelings of self-pity and believe that men are scum and marriage is for idiots and I just need to start playing for the other team. I mean, all these things that you can start thinking about, right? And I was like, no, I'm going to pick myself up by the bootstraps and I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want because I can. And that became my motto for the next year of my life is because I can. You know, that's the year in my life that I did my first marathon, signed up and did the Disney marathon. Why? Because I could. Because I was 33 and I was fit, and well, I got myself even fitter after all this happened, but I was fit, and because I could, and that was also the year that I started 
participating in triathlons. I didn't know a thing about it. But I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Okay. Why? Because I can. So I made the decision to either be stuck in wallowing and just just make these statements about myself and life or, you know what, go out and try it all because you're a beginner at this, but what's there to lose, right? Yeah, there might be some ego to lose, but that's up to you to decide because when, when something goes wrong, you can decide, oh, I'm such a loser. Or you can say, well, that didn't work, did it? And then you can decide to take action on what didn't work and what could make it work better. So, you know, really thinking intentionally about what you're telling yourself and the things that have limited you for your life and limiting you from moving forward. So... How are these stories that you've told yourself about yourself, how are they holding you back? And so this is where we come to the end of the podcast with the weekly action that we would like you guys to take. And that weekly action for this week is we would like for you to identify where you are limiting yourself. And with that, How are you affecting your motivation and your dedication? My wheels are already turning about like where I'm limiting myself. So I'm taking this action as well. Mm -hmm, And I am too. Make sure that you join us next time. I'm Jama. And I'm Megan. And you're stronger than you think you are. Thanks for joining us here at Dynamic on the Daily. Tune in every week for more practical tips on living your best life from Jama and Megan.